This is Stormtrooper 1. In case you were just way too busy to listen to our last show, this is what you missed. Darth Maul's in control of his faculties and his cognitive sense, I should say. But do we really want to take away accountability from one of our main characters? That's very dangerous. And if you're not careful, it could come off as very bad, shoddy writing. Yeah, I've always felt that Kylo Ren can't be redeemed. He can't. He made his choice. And to take that accountability away from him at the very end, like, oh, it's okay. We're friends now. Yeah, let's team up. <laughs> let's team up. I like you. You like me. <laughs> let's let's pound yeah. our lightsabers together and go fight. Don't. Uh, they can't do that. Let's go kill the biggest bully in the galaxy. Wee! And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. I'm here in the studio with my faithful counterpart that I do not have sex with. <laughs> Hello, David. Hello, everyone. All right, so we got a lot of things to get through as uh, Star Wars news keeps circulating, rumors, speculation, nothing concrete, but a few things. We definitely got to get into some exciting Rumors that may soon be confirmed, I'm hoping. Number one is the Ewan McGregor God, <laughs> God. <laughs> may be returning to us all in the form of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Recently, Deadline has reported that Ewan McGregor may return as Obi-Wan Kenobi in a Disney Plus series, Dave. Can I get an amen? Uh, yeah, amen. Wait, what? <laughs> it's a reluctant amen. Well, I agree, and I'm trying to be positive here. Trying after to be positive, last Mike. week's, trying to be positive. You know, bulldozer of not negativity, but reality. I mean, that's what I delivered last week in the show. It was reality. A truck full of reality that, that none of us Star Wars fans wanted to hear. Yeah. And I got a lot of positive feedback, surprisingly. A lot of Star Wars fans reached out through email as well as Twitter and Facebook and stated that they sadly agree with my thoughts on Star Wars, that this is the end. Star Wars is going to be marginalized into a TV show property with movies coming out maybe once every three years. That we're not going to get the era of Star Wars that we had been promised back in 2014. I'll take that even further. I don't think even that three years they'll come out. I think I, th- I honestly think we won't see a Star Wars movie. Uh, 10 years. Oh, 
Well, simmer down. You're really trying to be negative, aren't you? It's not negative. Well, it's I can honestly see for 15 years. It, it's honestly looking at the landscape and actually seeing that everyone's going to the streaming services and streaming services are just basically releasing movies on their own. Now there's no more going to the theaters, no more going, you know, film experience. There's nothing like that anymore. And I, th- I honestly think that's what's going to happen because if you look at like what Marvel's doing too, they're kind of cutting back on their films. They're, they're, they're focusing more on streaming services, you know, like let's put water and vision. Let's do winter soldier. Let's do right. this. Well, I, I think Dave, they're just, it's the new, it's the new toy, new toy. Yeah. The streaming services are the new toy. And a lot of the production houses, studios are trying to create content because there's less risk involved as we had gone into in our last discussion. It's easier to, to turn a profit when you have a subscription-based service and you do away with the middleman. You are the content provider and distributor. And I think for now, it's a brand new toy. It's awesome and amazing for a lot of these studios. But I think in the end, they're all going to wake up out of this drunk stupor and realize that they're all going to have to do the walk of shame because I think this is going to end up backfiring down the road. I think we're going to have, you know, five, six years of so-called a golden age of streaming services. It's going to be fantastic. And then reality is going to sink in and they're going to realize that they destroyed an industry in five years. And they'll wake up next to Jabba in their own slave outfit. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Ass up, face down. Face down. Get ready for get ready for that tail to be wiggling. Oh, whoa! <laughs> Delicious crumb. Get out of my ass. Get out of my ass. <laughs> but uh, Dave, I I get your pain and it, I understand it's, it. It's a pain but, to me, especially to my filmmaking side. Well, yeah, and because I, I feel like we need to have those exhibition centers. We need to have theaters. We got to have the AMC's and the Alamo Draft Houses and the Harkins. We need to have them. We, I feel like that's to me the the center of true cinematic entertainment and with these streaming services i feel like like it's going to be easier and easier for them to say well do we really need to do this as a movie we can do this as a tv series or hey we can also do this as a movie of the week and i i'm not going to get into this too much because we talked about it last week but i just do not want star wars to be marginalized to a tv property i don't mind having a tv show i don't mind having two i don't mind having three if we were getting movies regularly now uh-huh. if we get movies once every two or three years and we have a couple tv shows then that's just disney tucking tail and running because that was never their intention their intention was never to do a couple movies here and there and a bunch of tv shows and i know we went into it last week bob Iger being afraid and and wanting to burn down everything because they're very indecisive and and i and i'm going to stand stick to that I feel like their indecisiveness is what has kind of sapped much of the enthusiasm out of the Star Wars fan base. And a lot of articles have popped up now saying Star Wars is is dead with a question mark. Is Star Wars dead? Is Star Wars dead? And that's why they dropped the news or let it slip that Ewan McGregor may be returning as Obi-Wan. Dave, you can look at how strategic Disney is. Like, yes. shit, we got a lot of negativity after Bob Iger's PR uh, junket talking about Disney and the disappointment returns at the amusement parks. And of course, Star Wars Galaxy Edge, not really doing what they wanted it to do. Fuck, there's a lot of negativity. We don't want to hit this on Wall Street. We don't want this to hit us. We don't want to take a hit on Wall Street. We also don't want to lose more enthusiasm. Well, what can we do? Let's drop 
some news. Let's leak news that Ewan McGregor may return as Obi-Wan. That's that's exactly why we got the news this past week, Dave. Because all the past this week, all the business journals, fan blogs, were all talking about the failure of Disney and how they've not managed to make Star Wars successful. And that all comes down to Bob Iger's desire to burn things down the moment it doesn't turn out exactly how he wants it. Uh-huh. And, and it, it goes it goes in line with, like, now. It, hold on. I got actual footage of him burning down Galaxy's Edge. This is him. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And he didn't care that people were there, too. He's like, you guys failed me. <laughs> Yeah. This is actual footage of him burning down Galaxy's Edge because he where did he get the flamethrower um, from uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> you oh, know, he real footage, real life footage of Bob Iger burning down Galaxy's Edge <laughs> because it didn't live up to his expectations. He did it to the Star Wars movies. He's a oh Solo didn't make as much money. Burn it down. Burn it down. Burn it down. What about our other standalone movies? Burn them down! <laughs> Remove all budget! All budget is gone now. Where's Kathleen Kennedy? Burn her too! <laughs> Put her on a stake! Burn the witch! Burn the witch! <laughs> Take two! Take two! <laughs> yeah, real footage. I didn't think people actually... People may not believe that that's actual footage taken from a recent. Oh, you know, in today's day and age, it's amazing what we can find. It's real. <laughs> My hearts go out to all the people that were at Galaxy's Edge when it burned down. <laughs> when it burned down. <laughs> My thoughts and prayers. <laughs> thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah. It, so am I excited about this Obi-Wan news? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I am happy. News. I'm not a, I'm not a negative loser. I, I love Star Wars. And if we get an Obi-Wan TV series, I will be very happy about it. And I am excited about it. But it, I it, just know what they're doing. They're releasing this information only because of the bad PR they have gotten over the last two weeks. It's ruined. It's, it's ruined the luster. It's not special this should be an obi-wan movie they should say guess what guys you think we can't handle star wars you think we're calling it quits on movies guess what motherfuckers we have an obi-wan trilogy in the works then suddenly they would prove all of us wrong but no what they're doing is like, hey guys the streaming service yeah obi-wan the thing I don't You're I, not impressing me, Disney. Yeah. What are you gonna do to rejuvenate Star Wars and bring it back to life? You're not gonna do that on a streaming platform. You're not. I honestly think that Disney doesn't understand that they're at this point with the franchise where we're tired of seeing, okay, what can you do? Show us what you got. Show us what you got. Yeah. Put up or shut up now. Yeah, exactly. Because like you have so much negativity, uh, bad PR in the past that basically you're at that point you can you can tell us that george lucas is coming back and directing a new trilogy and we that would be something so special but it would be received poorly because people would be going okay show us what you got the reason why marvel is real footage of bob Iger burning you down right now for saying that (laughs) the, the real the 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 
honest to God fact is the only reason why Marvel is doing so well is because they succeeded. They got really, to, they Dave? Got, did they really want well, to- no, no. They succeeded in doing positively reviewed movies. They, they right? okay. Their PR is good. And when we already went into this last week, so let's <laughs> yes. stay away from it too much. Yeah. But you're right. I get what you're saying. They they took the hits without running home. And they did that during phase one. Yes. If they didn't take the hits willingly, they didn't take the hits to the chin and just get back up and keep going, they would have never gotten to where they're at today. Uh-huh. And because we're in this new unhumble Disney era, they don't want to take hits. They're like, hey, we don't want to take a hit at the box office. We uh, are not humble enough. We have bragged and boasted that we have an unstoppable uh, mega machine called the Disney franchise, and we don't want to take stumbles. So we're going to burn things down now if it doesn't do as well as the previous or as projected. And that's what's wrong with, with Star Wars currently. And and I, and I feel like it sucks because they aren't in the state of mind to want to work and start over, I should say. Like Bob Iger needs to look at Star Wars and say, you know what? This isn't Marvel. We need to start over. This is brand new. And they need to look back at what they did with phase one and say, well, this is exactly how we got here. We succeeded because of this, because what we did. But they're not doing that. They're not actually trying to mimic the strategy that they did with Marvel. I'm not talking about mimicking the 22 plus films in 10 years. I'm not saying to mimic that. I'm saying mimic your strategy. Do not quit just because you stumbled a bit. So let's let's go back into the Ewan McGregor news here. Deadline reports that Ewan McGregor may be picking up his lightsaber again. The 48-year-old Scottish actor is in talks about reprising his role as the heartfelt but headstrong Jedi Master known as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, in a yet-to-be-titled Disney Plus series, Deadline has confirmed that he's in talks. This hasn't been confirmed yet. <laughs> now, as of this recording, it hasn't been confirmed. If people uh, are tuning in in a few days, then it may be confirmed. Uh, details about the series following the Jedi Master are being kept under wraps. McGregor played the younger version of the wise uh, Star Wars icon in the three prequel films, The Phantom Menace, of course, The Attack of Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. McGregor also revisited the role to make a voice-only cameo in the Star Wars The Force Awakens. Uh, plans to produce a standalone Kenobi feature film uh, morphed into the current plan for a big-budget series for Disney+, Plus. just as the discussion of Boba Fett film gave away to the similarly spirited The Mandalorian series. So see what they're doing here, Dave? They're taking film ideas and turning them into TV, TV shows. shows. So... And you know what? Hey, I'm happy. I'd be happy if Obi-Wan came out, but we've known that Ewan McGregor has been in talks for a long time. He's yeah, talk- this isn't new. This yeah. isn't new. <laughs> we've knew, we've known Ewan McGregor's okay with actually the thought process of, Hey, yeah, I would like to return to Obi-Wan. Kenobi. He said it multiple times out of a red carpet. Yeah. So just to come out and say, Oh, he's in talks. Yes, we know this. It goes back to what I was saying is like, okay, if Disney decides to leak this and say, oh, we're talking to you McGregor. Yes, we know this. Show us something else. Get yeah. us something. Well, like you I gotta- said, Dave, this has been something they've been working on for a while and they let it slip because of the negative PR 
or publicity they've had over the last week and a half or so. So Disney, that's why they work let on us your hand job skills. Okay, oh, I know. Like switch off a little bit. Switch when off. you get tired with one, just go to the next. Add a little lube. Oh wow! <laughs> now you're just now Bob Iger's just going dry. He's just going dry. Well, if you don't like it, Dave, you know what you can do. You can burn, burn down. down. <laughs> you don't like my hand job? How dare you? You're, you're causing it to burst into flames, sir. Yeah. Good old Bob Iger. Good with the flamethrower. <laughs> Star Wars Resistance, the trailer for the second season has dropped. And it's pretty exciting. It is. It, that, I feel, is that's excitement. It is a proper trailer that looks like they're trying to go back to the original concept that um, a lot of us bitched about during the opening first half of season one. Like what series are we watching? This is not what was sold to us. This isn't a, a pilot show. This is a bunch of buffoonery wrapped into a star Wars title, but this isn't star Wars. Then of course they turned things around and turned the last half of the season into a positive. It, it was a lot better. It felt like they understood the story they wanted to tell and they reworked a lot of things. And um, it finished really, really strong. So the season two trailer looks like it's going to be picking up right where we left off. Uh, but the sad news is <laughs> because it has to have sad news <laughs> is that this will be the final season and an executive for star Wars said that it makes sense. It makes sense for this to end because it goes right up into the rise of Skywalker. And he says the rise of Skywalker is the end and the resistance should also be the end as well. And all that is, in my opinion, is Bob Iger <laughs> burning down stuff again. Yes. Yes, it is. And listen, I'm not upset. I don't think Star Wars Resistance was some innovative breakthrough show. It wasn't. It could have been. But unfortunately, it, it took some time to get good and um, it wasn't able to win over the audiences. And yes, I feel like given time, it can definitely through word of mouth can pick up and be a, a, a much stronger show. That's what helped with Clone Wars over the years. And that's what, that's what helped with Rebels even more recently. So I think Resistance, if given a chance, could end up being one of the greatest cartoons we've had. It could be right along with Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels. But of course, that would require foresight and patience, which Bob Iger does not have. And understanding, uh, understanding that narrative. Narrative. Well, what's that? Tell me, what's that, Dave? You mean to tell me that basically, if if that's his quote, so when we see Rise of Skywalker, that's supposed to also end it, Resistance. So is the universe ending? The universe is ending, uh, The apparently. Rise of Skywalker is the end of all existence. <laughs> and it ends with like uh, a implosion and you get like this... Uh, <laughs> You get like the big, a big bang and a new universe is formed and we find out that this is how Earth is made. Uh, the end, lights out, we're done, Star Wars is over. Exactly. It's the worst reasoning to the cancel a show reason. I have ever heard. It is a cop out. It is them tucking tail and, and running. running again and burning things down because it didn't work. Rather than going back to the drawing board and saying, let's fix this. Let's make this work because all the ingredients here there's all the great ingredients here that we need to make this great, but instead they end it. But also this sheds light on something much bigger. And it goes right back to our discussion last week. The reason why they're not willing to continue this show after the rise of Skywalker is very simple. Dave, 
read between the lines. They have no fucking idea what they're doing moving forward. Yes. So why would they allow a cartoon to continue a storyline when they have no idea what the future of Star Wars is? That's the reason why they're canceling it. That and, of course, it didn't succeed in their eyes. And they don't want to be patient and allow it to grow. Two seasons? Are you Two kidding seasons. me? Are you fucking kidding me? No, no TV series can be taken seriously after only two seasons. I mean, Bob Iger is executing Order 6-6 on everything. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm so angry lately with Disney. Not Star Wars, because the stuff we get, like I said, Dave... The comic books are good for the most part. The books are, are, in my opinion, better than the old EU. I feel like the books are really fucking good. Yes. Um, I will I will agree with you with that. I think the TV shows so far, Rebels, uh, the last half of Resistance has been good. Force Awakens was good. Uh, Rogue One was good. Solo was good. We've had a string of successes. And it just frustrates me that... One thing happens, one bump, and it's reset, start over, scratch all our ideas. And now they're even ending a show. There was This show was never intended to end after the second season. No. There's no all. way. There's no way that Filoni's idea of, of resistance was going to end at two seasons. It, if you look at all his shows, you have... What, a seven-season run with Clone Wars? Probably a, an eight because you get the final Clone Wars season. And then you got Rebels who went six, I think six. And then all of a sudden you get to Rebels. No, Rebels went five. Five. I think so, yeah. And then you get to Resistance, two. That's ridiculous. Well, dude, it just, to me, it shows, again, it shows Disney's inability to make Star Wars work. By ending Resistance at the end of season two, that's... The sentiment that it signals. And I'm telling you, in the in the dark in the dark shadows somewhere, there's there's this weird laugh of like, hoo, 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 hoo. and it's George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> George well, Lucas is looking at this going, "Oh, this is the Star Wars you guys deserve." Because nothing. I always remember when George Lucas was interviewed, he says, "Oh yeah, this this Star Wars, yeah, it's well, it's the what the fans wanted." Well, you know what they. Uh, <laughs> George Lucas wrote out the plan of action for you and you threw it away. And you threw it away. And it's like you thought you could do better and you obviously couldn't. Couldn't. Is the content good? Yeah, for the most part. But could you make it work for audiences? Obviously not. Not. <laughs> not yet, anyways. And I know people may say, well, Michael, the numbers show, you know, Last Jedi made billions of dollars. And that's true. But that's built on the hype and success of Star Wars up to that point. Yes. A lot has changed since that movie has premiered almost two years ago. Same thing with Solo. There is not the excitement. In fact, I'm willing to bet that episode nine isn't. I'm just going to say it now. I don't think episode nine is going to be the box office home run that they think it's going to be. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, I was about to even say that. I'm going to say. I don't say, think it's going to break. I don't think it's going to break Last Jedi. It's not going to break records. Is it going to do well? Yes. Yes, it is. Just basically solely based on the mainstream and their their desire to see the Skywalker saga. That's a that's Come a to an end. That's a built in audience. Yeah. But it's also going to rely on marketing. Are they going to be willing to market and really push this movie as the final 
installment of the Skywalker storyline. I, I don't even see the marketing around this movie. It's um, four months away, Dave, and there's little to no excitement surrounding the release of the final Skywalker movie. So as I have said time and time again now, a lot is riding on the release of episode nine. A lot is riding on the way they market this movie. A lot is is riding on the PR surrounding this movie. So episode nine will be the deciding factor. It'll make or break Star Wars and whether or not Disney can handle Star Wars. I think that will be the deciding factor. Can they handle Star Wars? Can you imagine if they don't give us anything for episode nine till two months before? Yeah. That'd be ridiculous. Be absolutely ridiculous because that's just poor mismanagement. Well, D23 D23 is just around the corner and allegedly we're going to be getting a lot of trailers. According to rumors, we're going to be getting the Mandalorian trailer, which is about three months away from debuting and we'll get uh, episode nine, a full episode nine trailer as well. Now on to some Star Wars Film news, uh, David Banoff and D.B. Weiss reportedly scaling back Star Wars work amid new <laughs> Netflix deal. So another negative. Another negative. And Dave, I'm not again, I'm not trying to be negative, Dave. So please, I, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm reporting the Star Wars news. Yes, That's what I'm reporting. Absolutely. Okay. A year and a half ago, back when the final season of Game of Thrones was still itself more than a year away, Lucasfilm revealed that creators and showrunners uh, Bayanoff and Weiss were heading to a galaxy far, far away, uh, and there was a thunderous applause. All of us were excited about it, uh, but then, of course, Game of Thrones released their final season, <laughs> yes. and it created an avalanche of hate and distrust in these writers. And since then, I have a feeling that Disney has tried to separate themselves from Weiss and Bayanoff due to PR reasons. Star Wars is already struggling with PR. <laughs> So that, why would the you thing. then hand the reins over to a new trilogy to two writers that are very controversial? So now suddenly they sign a Netflix deal and this Netflix deal based on reports. Again, this isn't rumor. This is an actual report on Netflix and their work that's planned out for Netflix. It leaves no room for Star Wars. Uh-huh. This Netflix deal leaves no room. So it's now it's getting people to wonder, well, what's happening with Star Wars then? What is happening with Star Wars now that this Netflix deal has gone through with Weiss and Bayanoff? Now, here's the thing. This is what I wanted to ask you. Now, yes, it is a bit of negative news. However, we could spin this some way. All right. Mm hmm. I honestly now, David, think. David, why spin anything? Why spin anything when you can just burn it? <laughs> But here's the thing. Hold on, hold on. This is real live footage of Bainoff and Wise being burned in the middle of writing their script for Star Wars. (laughs) That's also their crew. (laughs) And then it's simulated. (laughs) Real footage. (laughs) Oh, there's there's a flamethrower. These poor writers, I feel sorry. (laughs) My my thoughts go out to them. But so spinning this in a certain positive way, I do think it is a good idea to separate yourself from negative personalities. Like, say, for example, what they did with Rian Johnson. Dave, I'm not they saying it's a bad themselves. idea. I'm not saying this isn't a bad idea. Yeah. Banoff and, yeah. I, I hate to say it, they shit the bed. <laughs> they shit the bed in Game of Thrones, and you saw the negative yeah. reaction it would do. And 
as a as an outside company, you kind of go, yeah. Do I want to connect myself to that right now? Right. Especially how fragile I am. No. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> you know, I do have the tendency to burn things to the I ground. I tend to burn things to the ground. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Dave, 100%. Okay. I, I don't think this is a bad decision. It yeah. just is a decision that came at the wrong time. Uh, that one I do agree. If it's this would have happened a year ago, maybe I wouldn't be so disgruntled over it. But I understand the decision. They're dealing with... an a time in star Wars history where they're struggling. Disney is struggling, struggling to make it work and connect with audiences. And the last thing they need right now is Ryan Johnson, Weiss and Banoff to work on a movie. Three of the most controversial people right now in pop culture. Take the word controversial out of it. Most hated. They are the most hated. Oh man. Yeah. Amongst the fandoms, the majority of them. I've yeah. never seen Game of Thrones fans just turn so quickly. Well, you know they had to leave uh, Comic-Con, right? Yeah. Did you hear that report? That yeah, San they, Diego Comic-Con people. They just peaced out. They left. <laughs> they left. They didn't want to face the fans because the fans turned on them so badly. Yeah. And then you, with Rian Johnson, hey, hope your movie, uh, your next movie does well, but I heavily doubt it. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. So the Hollywood Reporter released a new piece of analyzing Bainoff and Weiss Netflix deal and the soundness of the streamer's investment in the showrunners who were relatively unknown before Game of Thrones exploded into the most popular show in the world. According to uh, this bit of information, you can kind of gauge their Star Wars trajectory. According to the report, Bainoff and Weiss are now writing a treatment. So they're not completely canned, okay? They are, according to this report, they are writing a treatment for a trilogy of Star Wars films. So that's still in the works with a commitment to script at least one of the films themselves. And the reason why that's interesting is because originally the full press from Disney was the Banoff and Wise combo would be writing three films. For Star Wars. And now it's unclear whether they would write <laughs> one or all three. And this kind of gets me a little nervous, Dave, because this is the problem that happened with the Skywalker trilogy. He brought on one director, J.J. Abrams. He wrote a treatment for all three movies. The story was pieced together. And if you guys don't, if people don't know what a treatment is, Dave, it's basically the bare bones story. Think of it as an outline. You kind of know A, B, you kind of know A, D, E, and Z, and you got to fill in the blanks. You know where the story's going to begin, and you kind of know, have a general idea where it's going to end. JJ had all that done. He handed it off to Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson changed it because Kathleen Kennedy and Bob Iger apparently let him. Uh-huh. And listen, director's prerogative, I can get behind that. You wanted to be your own creative mind, do your own thing, I get it. But with a franchise like Star Wars, you gotta have cohesiveness when it comes to the story. You can't just change things, especially big budget movies. Imagine if they were doing Marvel movies and suddenly the director of Winter Soldier said, you know what, I know we've been working towards uh, Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet, but I'm gonna change that and uh, we're gonna bring on the Scourge. Is it the Scourge, those aliens? Yes. (laughs) Is Is that who they are, the Scourge? Is that what they're called? The scrolls. The scrolls. We're going to bring the scrolls in and they're going to be the big bads. Forget Thanos. But we've been working for the last eight movies to get to Thanos. Meh, forget it. Thanos, Schmanos. 
<laughs> that's what they did with this. And you can't do that again. So if they write the treatment, I'm okay with that. If DB Bainoff or what, what are their names? If Bainoff and Weiss write the treatment for all three movies, then we need to stick to that outline. We have to stick to that outline. Do not allow a director to come in and change major story elements. Otherwise it'll feel like a jarring disjointed mess and it will feel like we're starting over again. And cause that, ultimately that was my problem with last Jedi. I, there's things that I could just shrug off and like, yeah, okay. The biggest problem was it felt like a reset. It felt yeah. like a new movie when we didn't bother to answer things from the last movie. And the sad part about that is like Kathleen Kenny had really great intentions about bringing multiple different types of directors out. Right. And I, I applaud her for that. That, that was actually an idea that basically the idea was to bring in all these multiple directors in so that we can actually creatively expand the universe of star Wars, which made sense on paper, but then the execution happened and then you had last Jedi and it basically was like, well, now we've learned our lesson. <laughs> you got to be careful about this. And I do agree with you that basically like they have to stick to a game plan. That's what Star Wars is missing right now. Is like there's no game plan. Yeah. Now, according to the report, Netflix is well aware of the commitment they made to Star Wars. But they have full confidence that Weiss and Bayanoff will be able to commit to both. According to this report at the end. So... We'll see. However, they were very adamant, Dave, about not starting Star Wars until the end of Game of Thrones. That was the reason why they ended Game of Thrones abruptly. Right. And they have a bit of a reputation for not being able to multitask, that they like to focus on one thing, which I don't think that's a bad thing. I feel like you should focus on one big project, especially being a creative myself. It's very hard to focus on multiple storylines because it takes sometimes weeks to get your mind out of that. So it is very hard to put yourself into another, another project and going back and forth. Exactly. Especially when you're dealing with something as in depth as star Wars and uh, I'm sure a multi episode epic TV show for Netflix, they're not going to be doing some easy show on Netflix after doing game of Thrones. I can only imagine that they're going to continue the big, big TV shows. So we will see what happens. I know there's a lot of question marks currently, and it's it's honestly that's one of my biggest frustrations with Star Wars right now is that there's so many question marks. We just don't know what's going on, and we've had these same questions since 2013. Yes. And six years later, and we still don't have a clear path. Uh-huh. It's just it's very strange, and we shouldn't be having these questions in 2019. We shouldn't have these questions. We should be We should know as Star Wars fans what is planned yeah and hopefully we might get an inkling of that in d23 yeah all right we'll be right back we're gonna go take a shower i guess i don't know i don't know why i said that (laughs) i'm gonna take a dunk in the back to tank we'll be right back proceed with the countdown this is ridiculous the rain man show the rain man show 
seeing him now. Thomas, you were on the right track. Thank you. Because that's the first thing I thought. This is a story worthy of Andrew. Who else? Fuck. Who else pees in their mouth in the shower? Oh, my God. So here's what happened. I just got off of a a super long, like, 13-hour work Right. right? Running off of, like, three hours of sleep. Wake up, get in the shower. Skipping some time, I just let go in the shower. Right, pee in the shower. Who, no hasn't, Who right. hasn't? Right. Animals. As this is happening. You guys, wait, hold on. Let's let's tackle this first. <laughs> you guys pee in the shower? I've yeah. done it every now and then. Who doesn't pee in the shower? Uh, wow. You're not supposed to. Kate, thank you, Raina. Thank you. <laughs> Finally. Don't let Raina fool you. Raina pees in the shower. <laughs> that was one time, and you said you wouldn't tell. <laughs> For more Rain Man, visit RainManShow.com. Acorns Core automatically invests your spare change and lets you invest as little as $5 anytime or on a recurring basis into a portfolio of ETFs. Your investments are then diversified across more than 7,000 stocks and bonds and automatically rebalanced when the market fluctuates. Save for the future and invest with Acorns. Once the show is on demand, click the Acorn link within the description of this broadcast and start saving. I want you out of my bedroom tonight. There's no way I can say no. Cause I need to say Alright, welcome back to Star Wars from the Back to Tank. Dave, we have some news that we gotta talk about. Some big news relating to us and the Back to Tank radio show slash podcast, whatever you want to call it. We're going to be making some changes to our show that I feel is exciting and is something I've been mulling over for quite some time. I shared the idea with you recently. Yes. And you were all about it. I can always count on you, David. <laughs> and unlike Iger, I don't believe on burning things to the ground. I believe in <laughs> fixing things and not that our show needed to be fixed, but I figured, hey, we've been doing this show for about, what, six years? Six years now. Six, seven years. And um, let's give it a little shot of energy. A little bit of change. Let's get people more Star Wars from the back to tank. So what we're going to be doing starting in October, we're going to give it the old college try. We're taking our show to five Shows a week, David. Five shows a week. We did it. Holy, holy moly. We're going to have some extra we back to water it. for everybody. What? <laughs> We're going to have to drink lots of blue milk for energy. Like, come here, give me that blue milk hose. Wait, wait a second. You drink blue milk from a hose? Yes, I do. Give it to me. Let me stroke it. I'd make sure I get we all of it out. Where's that hose going? <laughs> oh my God. It's attached to someone. <laughs> I thought it was like a beer tap. So, Tom. All right. So, five shows a week. We did it. I have all the shows planned already for the month of September. That goes to show you that this isn't just a decision I made on a whim. All the shows are planned out. We're going to be doing our regular shows on Mondays. I should say our live show on Monday, which will be available on demand on Monday. That's our regular show, Star Wars Updates. Then on Tuesdays, we'll do comic book titles. Wednesdays will be Legends Wednesday, where we'll specifically talk about old retconned EU aspects of Star Wars. How do you like that, Dave? I'm excited for that one. Uh, Legends Wednesday is going to be a fun talk. Thursday, 
will be mobile games, video games, possibly tabletop games, a, a large variety, a wide variety of different Star Wars topics we don't always get into. And then Friday will be mostly a book day. Maybe even a big comic, maybe a topical discussion. Just to, you know, slow us, slow, slow our audience down a bit because yeah. we've been going hard and fast all week. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So topical, I mean, it could mean uh, we could further our discussions on Ahsoka. We can get into Starkiller. We can talk about Boba Fett specifically on those characters and a specific story arc uh, that was written about them. Yes. Uh, novel discussions, obviously a review breakdown of a Star Wars novel. So we have everything planned out, Dave. Now, the catch to this is three shows, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, will be available on our free feed. The other two shows, Thursday and Friday, will be available to our Patreon subscribers. Yes. So if you want five full days a week, Head over to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Digital, and pledge to our podcast tier, which is only $5 a month. And you'll be getting eight additional shows. Two, four, six, eight. Yes. Two times four, right, Dave? Yes. What is that? Eight? <laughs> eight. You'll get eight shows additional a month. Now, we may cut down to four sometimes, maybe five, depending on the time of year. We do take breaks. But for the most part, you can expect eight shows additional on patreon not to mention the new three day a week show for free you gotta love that right dave oh yeah i think that's the important part we want to make sure that all our patreon subscribers we appreciate them and we love them we do three shows a week no five shows jesus five shows a week five shows a week super exciting all right so let's get back into the star wars news StarWarsNews.net has reported that the Rise of Skywalker Sith Troopers allegiance may have been revealed in a new merchandise synopsis. All right. So the newest trooper variant in the Star Wars, uh, in Star Wars, the Sith Troopers will make their debut in the Rise of Skywalker. Other than a close look at their armor at the San Diego Comic-Con, no official information has been released to this point. Uh, so fans are resorting to rumors and theories. Well, now it appears someone may have uncovered links to the official merchandise, which may reveal the trooper's allegiance. Uh, a Reddit user, a Milner blog posted a link to a URL that is connected to the official site, starwars.com uh, through there. Several images can be found of new merchandise. One, which is a Sith trooper t-shirt clarifying who commands them in the rise of skywalker the shirt says fifth trooper first order battalion only the finest troopers in the galaxy under the strict command of kylo and the knights of ren that's a very telling it is if that is accurate if it's accurate that is very confusing yeah to kylo some ren is not a sith true so why would he command Sith troopers? Unless they're actually troopers left after Snoke. Because you Snoke remember. is not Sith either. Snoke's not Sith, but he was. We well, what was don't he, Dave? Know, we don't know what we he do, was trained under. We don't know what he was. <laughs> 
So we don't know what Snoke was. And if they try to say he's Sith now, that would feel weird. And if they try to say Kylo Ren figured out how to become Sith during or between the last Jedi and the rise of Skywalker, I'm going to call foul ball. Well, would you I'm, call I'm, foul ball if we knew about the extended stuff that we know about in the books? Dave, you cannot make a movie based on a book. That's the problem. Because, yes, it's all connected. <laughs> But you have to remember only a small percent. What was the percentage? We actually talked about this with John Jackson like, Miller. Yeah. It's it wasn't only like, like 1.5% of an yes. audience of a fandom actually reads the books and reads comics. The books and comics. So you can't put relevant pieces of information in a comic book and a book and then say, well, that was the story and that justifies our decision in a movie. You, you can't do that. You the movie that. needs to be able to stand on its own two feet. So I am interested. I don't I think this interested. is a deal breaker by any means. However, I am. My interest has been piqued. I have been intrigued by this because what does this mean? Exactly. We do know that the Sith are around, obviously, in some capacity because Palpatine's around. So yes. there could be some influence. Maybe they're his troopers. We don't know. Maybe they're protecting his essence at the bottom of the Death Star. We don't know anything. However, it does create a lot of questions. And I'm hoping Kylo Ren is not a Sith. I'd feel like it would feel insincere to the original concept of Kylo Ren. The, was, the, the key term is, is like they didn't refer to Kylo Ren as a Sith. They just said that these troopers are under his command. But why would a Sith trooper be under the command of someone who's not Sith? And that is something that they would have to explain. Yeah. And I hope that explanation isn't, oh, he's Sith now. Because to me, that was the most appealing aspect of Snoke and Kylo Ren. Yes. Was that JJ specifically said in interviews that Kylo Ren and Snoke are not Sith. He made it a point to say it. They are not Sith. And I felt like that was a very interesting and unique approach to take our villains in Star Wars, that they're not the Sith. Let's open up that door Let's open up that Star Wars mythos just a bit and show the mainstream that Star Wars is much bigger than simply the Jedi Knights and their enemies, the Sith. The Sith. That the Force is much bigger than those two ideologi- ideological approaches, or I should say religions. There we go. It's a better yeah, way religions. of saying it. That the Force is much bigger than just those two facets or religious beliefs. Yeah. And that's why I like your idea that have them connected to Palpatine. We all know that Palpatine's there. And so if Palpatine's there, yes, Palpatine is classified as a Sith Lord. So having these truths under that are tied to him, but he said, quote unquote, lends them out to Kylo Ren because maybe that's what he's trying to influence. So that would make sense. I don't know. I really don't know. I hope Palpatine <laughs> and Kylo Ren aren't even in cahoots, to be honest with you. I hope it's just a, th- a big old manipulation scenario. I think and you Kylo have to Ren have- and Snoke and the First Order were doing their things and Palpatine's doing his thing. And Kylo Ren wasn't even aware. Like, that would be so much better. You think? <sighs> it just would feel, Dave, it would feel like more of the same. Oh, Palpatine and a Skywalker again. But the thing is, Kylo Ren is obsessed with his grandfather, yeah. who is tied to right. Palpatine, no matter what. Yes, you're right. And if they go that direction where he is seeking out the Sith, that would be better than 
Palpatine taking him under his wing. I, I don't know. I have a lot to think about. This news definitely uh, deflates the eh, my expectations for the episode nine. But but like I said, at the same time that it deflates my expectations, it does pique my interest because I'm curious as to how they're going to go about doing. You it. have like a sense of hesitation about it. Because yeah, there we go. When it comes yeah. down to it. It, it's the execution at the end because this could be really good or it could be really bad. And to me, it makes sense. Kylo Ren is obsessed with his grandfather who by far is a Sith Lord. Darth Vader is a Sith Lord. So if Kylo Ren, just like what you said, is seeking out his legacy of his grandfather, he's going to have ties with, he's going to run into Palpatine no matter what. Because Vader and Palpatine are tied to the hip. That's just how it is. You can't separate the two. Right. It's not a deal breaker by any means, I'm open to anything, any and everything, as long as it's executed properly. If it's a story that sucks me in, it doesn't need to be what I had expected or hoped. I'm not one of those types of fans. I'm open to your movie. This is your movie, your story. This isn't my story. You tell me a story. But I am going to have expectations. And if you want to tear down what I had thought was going to happen, then just deliver something that much better and sell me on it. So that's all I'm saying. Whatever they end up doing, they need to make sure that they handle it very carefully without backpedaling on what they've already done because yes. episode eight already backpedaled episode eight already backpedaled on episode seven. Oh yeah. Okay. A lot. And we can't really have another movie, the final movie backpedal once again on ideas that were set up in episode seven. It would feel so weird. It would make episode seven completely inconsequential. They need to take those breadcrumbs that were in episode seven and tie them back into the movie along with the things and elements that Ryan Johnson introduced in episode eight, they have to, they can't backpedal and pretend certain things didn't exist. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah. All right. Ryan Johnson, star Wars trilogy, aiming beyond the legacy characters. I know last week we talked about the fact that star Wars is one big question mark that we we're not sure what's coming next. And that was one of the biggest problems with star Wars and Disney's inability to uh, make star Wars work has a lot to do with the fact that there is no real plan no strategy that has been released to the masses. Therefore the fans can't get behind the movies and get excited about the future star Wars. So a little bit of nugget here, Ryan Johnson is talking about his star Wars trilogy and his plan to aim beyond the legacy characters. This isn't big news just because the fact that Ryan Johnson has already shared this information. He's already stated numerous times that his trilogy would be something entirely different and it would not deal with, with the Skywalker storyline or those characters. He doubled down on that recently during an interview for his upcoming movie knives out star Wars, the last Jedi writer, director, Ryan Johnson describes his upcoming star Wars trilogy as something that steps beyond the legacy characters. I'm okay with that. I have said this time and time again, that I feel like we're stuck in the past and we need to move forward. And this would be a good attempt at moving forward. Also, Ryan Johnson says there's a little bit of uh, excitement uh, that the sky is blue and clear and that he doesn't have to worry about anything else. No one, no one else's story. He can do what he wants. He can paint on a blank canvas and him saying that Dave gives me a little bit more 
enthusiasm about his movie because he's absolutely right. He's not a bad director, Dave. He's not a bad writer. One of my favorite movies of all time is Brick. The movie with jo- Jordan uh, Joshua Gordon-Levitt. Is that his name? Yes. I think. Uh, that indie film Brick, which was basically a film noir in a high school setting. It was a fantastic movie. Looper was a fun movie. His new film Knives Out looks pretty entertaining. He's not a bad filmmaker. Last Jedi just didn't work on so many levels. From a writing standpoint, from a Star Wars standpoint, it just didn't work. So if he's given a blank canvas, he doesn't have to worry about anyone else's story and stepping on toes and, and destroying expectations. The guy might be able to churn out a really good Star Wars trilogy. He could. It just depends on how he's going to tell this story. Yeah, I, honestly, it would just depend on how if, if he can. We all know he can write. We all know he's a very talented writer and on his own stuff, on his own stuff. I'm just basically in that in that wheelhouse now that basically I'm done hearing Rian Johnson talking. Just do your thing. If you do something with Star yeah. Wars. But. No more talking. Can't. The one thing that basically started this whole process. I'm not going to say that it was Last Jedi, but it was the negativity that Rian Johnson brought. I'm sorry, attacking the fans was a dumb idea. Yeah. Now, you know what? You made your movie. That's <laughs> you your, your movie. You made your movie. No one's going to fault you for that movie, in my in my opinion. Yes, yeah. people did, but I'm not going to fault you. You don't deserve the hate necessarily. Um, but you it's made, the reaction you made your that movie. you did. Lucasfilm allowed you to make that movie. Kathleen Kennedy allowed you to make that movie. Bob Iger allowed you to make that movie. What you did wrong, in my opinion, was when you turned your sights on the fans and you started becoming an asshole to the very people that give you your career, that allow you to make movies. And yes, people shouldn't be rude. They shouldn't be dickheads. But also you as a creator, you need to kind of understand the social landscape, take a back seat, and not say you have to like it. You can even defend yourself. But once you start antagonizing fans, that's when... I draw the line and yeah. he created a bunch of negative, negative energy within the star Wars fandom. He added to it rather than rather than helping it go away. He made it worse. worse. He created a very bad toxic environment because he was arguing with fans. He got other creators involved, comic book writers. One of them got fired. His antagonistic behavior created an avalanche of hate for a lot of other directors and writers as well. And that's why, as I said, is like, I would rather him just be quiet. If you got the Star Wars gig, cool. Well, well, that's why I'm okay that he, I'm okay with him talking about Star Wars. Yeah. He didn't say anything negative. He didn't say anything negative. In fact, it sounded to me a little bit like he was kind of justifying The Last Jedi. Like almost, hmm, you know what? I watched that movie during the summer and fuck, it's bad. <laughs> like it's almost like he understands now why people were upset. Because why make a statement or a comment like that by saying we're doing something that steps beyond the legacy characters and he says what does that look like to me the blue sky element of it is what is most striking about it i know the way that i'm coming at it and what's fun about it for everyone in george lucas's films is figuring it out what's the next step yes the way he said that makes me feel like he had a lot of issues with last jedi not knowing how to tackle and continue someone else's story. Yeah. And I could, I, I could appreciate that, but now Rian, 
shut up and just do your job. <laughs> show right. me what you got. Yeah, show me what you got and shake it and serve <laughs> me some blue milk. No, don't, don't, please. I don't want blue milk from you, Ryan Johnson, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to thank everybody for listening to this week's Star Wars from the Back to Tank discussion. I want to thank you, David, for helping me out. Thank you. May the force be with us. Ah, yes. (laughs) 